<laughs> this is what happens when Trent leaves us for a week. Exactly. No good. Walk no around, good. Things. Walk around like fucking chickens with our heads cut off. <laughs> yeah, sure. We'll be all set to record. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Get to the morning and everything goes wrong. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and we're going to do it anyways. Buried in snow. There's a live panther here, but we're going to figure it out. <laughs> That'll be a great way to kick everyone off to our <laughs> our fun episode without Cole. Our debauchery. Yeah. Without Trent. Yeah, exactly. Oh, Cole's Without here. Trent, sorry. Without Trent, whoever. <laughs> I think we just got to say it. Are we just we'll going to try live. our best? <laughs> Fuck it, we'll do it live. We'll do it live. <laughs> And we're back. Uh, welcome, everybody. If you heard from that little cold intro that we just had, Trent is not with us. And little did we know, uh, not having Trent here actually <laughs> turned into a lot bigger of a debacle than we thought. He is typically the one that opens all of this stuff up, stuff up in all of his glory uh, and kind of acts like the super glue between Cole and I. Uh, and he's not here. So now we're just fragmented, crumbling pieces trying to put a podcast together. And, exactly. and that's that's the intro. How you doing, Cole? Stumbling, I'm doing all right. Stumbling through the audio universe here, um, <laughs> trying to find our way. <laughs> um, yeah, it's there's been some there's been some some troubles this morning, but we've we've gotten to the other side of it. We've got mm -hmm. some great advertising to talk about here. Uh, mm -hmm. The holiday season's upon us. Uh, Zach and I both. Uh, both are getting in the holiday spirit uh, and are going to be shopping for the rest of the day. Christmas so, uh, shopping. <laughs> it's it's truly upon us now. Uh, I feel like it's definitely snuck up. We're recording on a Sunday here, and I feel like Christmas mm -hmm. is really snuck up, at least on me. I feel like it's like we went on, we went to the weekend and like, damn, it's next week. So, <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Uh, to those of you who will be listening to this on Tuesday and to those of you who celebrate Christmas, it will be Christmas Eve. So thank you for taking time out of your Christmas Eve schedules. Or if you're listening to it later in the week, then thank you for taking time after the holidays uh, to actually give this episode a listen. We've got a few more Christmas ads shocker that are coming out last minute uh, to kind of wrap <laughs> up the year. And, and they're two very good ones, admittedly. And then we're going to talk about a couple other things, including climate change. And of course, uh, Star Wars. Um, and so to kick it off, we've got what might be, in my opinion, and Cole already stated this as well, one of the best holiday ads we've seen in a long time. Uh, it was done by Wyden and Kennedy, New York, with the National Alliance <laughs> on Mental Illness. Uh, who else? And it's, yeah, who else? Of course. <laughs> who else Here we are again, Wyden talking about Wyden and Kennedy. Of course we're all over it. <laughs> <laughs> Wrapping up the year. Uh, <laughs> essentially, it's uh, Santa sitting on a roof. And he's sort of reflecting on the creation and the outdated nature of the naughty and nice list. And he's literally just going off on this soliloquy about how when he first created the, the naughty and nice list, it was an attempt to streamline processes to make it easier to get gifts distributed to, to kids. And now how, as time has progressed, he's started to realize that kids shouldn't just be classified in that binary nature. It shouldn't just be naughty or nice. It can be, naughty and struggling, naughty and hurting, naughty and sad, whatever it might be. The point being, there are so many different um, emotions that kids feel and trying to classify them as naughty or nice each year 
could have some negative ramifications later on down the road. It's a very powerful piece, in my opinion. Uh, as I said, it's literally Santa sitting on the roof, looking like he's about to get going again, whether he's halfway through the night or just starting out. Um, he's just taking a little bit of time to reflect, having just come back up or about to go down the chimney. Uh, and it's very, very yeah. powerful. It ends with the line, what if they aren't naughty or nice? They're just kids. What if kids aren't naughty or nice? They're just kids. And that's sort of the icing on the cake. Uh, again, trying to steer away from that binary naughty or nice classification around the holiday times. Uh, very powerful, in my opinion. Uh, very touching. And, and, and I believe it's like two and a half minutes long or, or maybe like a minute and a half long. It's a long piece, uh, but never once was I pulled out of it. I was, I was drilled in on what was happening the entire time. Uh, so Cole, with that being said, what did you think about this? <laughs> well, um, I thought, I thought a few things about it. Um, I also really enjoyed it. Um, I was just saying, yeah, I was just saying to Zach, I was like, I think this is one of the coolest Christmas ads I've seen. Um, just because it is so much different than what we're kind of used to seeing this time of year. You know, it's all about holidays and uh, togetherness. Um, but this one was a little bit more about acceptance, which was kind of cool. Mm -hmm. um, and I think it kind of fits with kind of more of our modern framework of, you know, how we kind of view and judge people. There was a point um, in it, I know, where he's like, um, you know, like these kids, these kids are struggling and they have so much to worry about already. And then I just come in and and I just judge them arbitrarily and like mm -hmm. in, in with no context and they just have to be good for me. And he's, you know, just kind of trying to say that, you know, it shouldn't kids shouldn't have to be worried about, you know, pleasing Santa when they already have all of these other things yeah. to worry about. Um, and I just thought that was kind of a good sentiment. And he's just like, you know, oh, it only took me a thousand years to figure it out. <laughs> um <laughs> Which is, it was kind of like some, some dry, but kind of fun humor in there uh, mixed in. And, you know, he's, he, he really is like just com completely going off. It, it's, a, it's a really good uh, piece. And I, I will say, like you were saying, Zach, it's, it's almost two and a half minutes long, but it is, it definitely holds your attention, I mm -hmm. feel like, the whole time. Um, and again, it kind of fits into more of our modern framework of how we kind of uh, classify things, you know, it seems like in a lot of ways, whether it's kind of like uh, gender or identity, you know, people are kind of moving away from binary descriptors. Um, and it kind of is honestly, after seeing this ad, it's like, you're kind of surprised that no one else has kind of taken this to task almost, you know, the naughty or nice, uh, I don't know, the, <laughs> that uh, descriptor, the classification there, you know, that's, that's kind of stood for, uh, you know, pretty much as long as we've, we've known of Christmas, you know, people kind of riff on it, you know, the, oh, I've been naughty this year, but uh, <laughs> mm -hmm. um, there hasn't really been anyone that's challenged it. And I think that um, this is a really cool way to think about that. That's uh, more accepting and inclusive, yeah. um, but also kind of adds a fun uh, holiday spin on it. it. It feels smart, you know? Mm-hmm. I think another thing too, and and we've talked about this a lot throughout the last few weeks as we've discussed holiday ads is we've, we've sort of created this debate between playing in the space in the same sphere that everyone else is and doing it in a new, unique and exciting way. Uh, you know, playing to those same <clears throat> holiday cheer, joy, giving type uh, themes that you, that you see every year. Uh, and then on the flip side of that, breaking those traditions to create something that's shocking and new and refreshing. 
uh, as we saw in the Ikea spot with the diss track. Um, mm-hmm. And something I like about this one is it, it, it almost does both because it is a total departure from the, the cheer and all of that stuff um, in one sense in the, the content of the ad is definitely not in that same vein. However, they chose to do it in Santa's like shining golden hour. You know what I mean? Like it is, it is like the most Christmas mm-hmm. moment that you could possibly disrupt. And that's the yeah. moment they chose to disrupt. Uh, Santa is literally <laughs> on a rooftop. He's in the middle of delivering gifts on Christmas morning. And so that to me was like one of those things that I, I they found a way to, to balance both of those so well and creating a very familiar scene that everyone obviously is going to recognize and everyone can relate to that really ties into Christmas time. Uh, mm-hmm. And then making their content, making that, soliloquy that santa is saying throughout the entire thing new and and so different from anything that i feel like i've ever seen before in that sense and that was really special to me and i think it was a great way to to make sure that the the christmas side of it was still relevant uh but introducing a new concept and and a totally new way of thinking about something that none of us ever really question I, you know, mm-hmm. it said it took him a thousand years exactly. to figure it out. Like I probably would have never mm-hmm. figured it out. <laughs> you know, this would never have been <laughs> something that I would have sat down and thought of without being prompted yeah. by this ad, unless I was getting into a really intense discussion with someone. So that to me was, was very special as well. Mm-hmm. No, exactly. And I feel like it's, um, it, it touches upon it and it is something that you can like, you know, kind of debate with people and it's kind of up for interpretation. I feel like. Um, it reminds me a lot of uh, the Burger King uh, per, uh, campaign that launched earlier this year about mental health awareness. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that kind of took a took aim at Happy Meals uh, yep. by saying that, oh, you know, you don't have to be happy all the time. Um, but it's kind of, you know, I feel like we've kind of hit a moment now where people are moving into a lot more mental health awareness. Um, that's kind of this year that's, I feel like been a really big topic for a lot of brands. Um, and just, you know, kind of the culture in general is like acceptance and, you know, realizing, okay, you know, people aren't okay all the time. And I feel like this is definitely kind of, you know, building off of that. Um, you know, and kind of, <laughs> I feel like it's almost, uh, the message has been, you know, it's okay to feel it's okay to, to be, um, and I feel like this is kind of what that ad's communicating. And I, I, the reason I think it's, it's positive in the sense that, you know, it gives you less to stress about and it really, uh, I don't know, it kind of opens you up to new ways of thinking about why people are acting the way that they're acting, you mm-hmm. know, and showing that, you know, your internal feelings can really have a big impact on your outward, um, you know, uh, interactions with the outside world. Yeah. And so, I don't know. It's it's cool though. I, I definitely I definitely like it. Again, I mean, I feel like we've definitely been enjoying this. But I guess if I had to throw any criticism at it, being the the, the like critique, sort of media the critic here, you are <laughs> yeah, exactly. If I was gonna if I was gonna critique it in any way, I'd love to see some thirty second cuts. I'd love to yeah. see I'd love to see six, fifteen, and thirties <laughs> um, out of this. <laughs> uh, well, it it doesn't really lend itself to that format, admittedly, yeah. but I do think that the concept does. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that you could think of ways to kind of like have him pondering these sorts of things mm-hmm. uh, a little bit. In, in a little bit more of a smaller chunk there, but yeah, you know, that's, that's for their, uh, that's for their editors to figure out. Yeah. So. 
All right. And <laughs> speaking of interactions with people and interacting with the outside world, uh, we're going to we talk go. about together time, spending time with your family, another cute holiday spot. Uh, this one created by McCann and Chick-fil-A, actually. Um, the two of them came together to create an animated short about uh, Sam and two kittens named Tick and Talk. Um which is honestly very cute. I, I literally just read that out loud for the first time that the kittens were named Tick and Talk, and yeah. it caught me off guard because I was like, "That's so cute." Um, which you'll, little names in the collars. You'll, <laughs> you'll understand as I get into what this ad is about. But essentially, it's the story of Sam who is trying to build a snowman with her family. She bugs her mom, then her dad, then her brother, who are all off doing their various things. Obviously, too busy to go outside and build a snowman with her during the holiday time. Uh, so obviously defeated, she starts walking towards the hallway and sees two kittens that are like hiding in the grandfather clock in the hallway. And of course, naturally, in the most magical way, uh, she follows them mm-hmm. through the clock, like similar to Chron- Chronicles of Narnia all the way, um, <laughs> except a clock instead of a closet. Definitely, definitely. Um, and arrives at the time shop where a Santa looking figure um, talks with her about time. Uh, and to me, this moment was where this ad got really special. Um, you see lost time, like there's like clocks that are just like flying around. One is literally flying and it's time that flies. And there's a clock that's like walking around. That's like losing pieces and, and seems to be wandering and that's lost time. And so there's all of these like analogies and metaphors about time in this shop. Um, and Sam of course talks with the Santa looking figure, um, about, spending time and about the most important time of all which is together time uh so of course she gets a little little letter from santa runs back through the clock into her hallway uh back to her family and asks them to spend time with her showing them the letter and then of course they go outside and build a very beautiful snowman um and everyone lives happily ever after but it was a really cute spot uh, in my opinion a really nice charming animated short um that has yeah. just that little bit of magic with the the time shop tie-in. Um, and mm-hmm. then the interesting thing to me is that there was no uh, there was no tie-in to Chick-fil-A at all until the very end. Like you never really get anything except for the one moment you might catch is is after she's leaving the time shop as she says thank you. Uh, Santa's response or the Santa figure's response is my pleasure. And that's like the one moment, the one time that you could necessarily understand that has to do with Chick-fil-A before you get into uh, the end sequence when the the name finally comes up. Mm. Um, oh, nice. I didn't even catch that. Yeah, that yeah. was, I mean, I probably would not have caught it <laughs> if it wasn't for the fact that I already knew it was a Chick-fil-A. And if I had seen this on air for the first time, I probably wouldn't have. Um, yeah, yeah. All right. So clearly I spend a lot more time explaining as than Trent does. Cole, what do you think? <laughs> <laughs> No, it's I love you. I love the narrative, though. You're you're painting a picture for us, Zach. You really are. <laughs> um, I I really uh yeah no. I think I think this is kind of again. So we had the kind of like subversive holiday ad for the last one, but this is definitely more in like the traditional vein mm-hmm. of things. I feel like, um, and I caught some. I caught a lot of inside out vibes from this uh, yeah. ad as well. Yeah. You know, talking about memories. Um, because, you know, she enters the time shop and as Zach was saying, you know, together time, that's the one thing that, um, you know, is like most important. The memories that last forever, I think is what the guy, uh, the, 
old watchmaker, Ooh, yes. the old Santa Claus guy, he says that. Um, but it, it, it does kind of hit on, you know, the facts that, you know, oh, we, we need to spend more time with each other, you know. Um, the holidays are about getting together with the people you love, um, you know, your local Chick-fil-A, um, but not on Christmas, <laughs> maybe the day after. Um, uh, and you can and you can stop in for some for some nugs the next day. <laughs> Unless Christmas um, falls on a Saturday, then you're out of luck. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> then it'll be um, Monday. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> um, but no, I mean, I thought it but it's it's, you know, it's cute. It's inoffensive. It's not. Mm-hmm. um you know, it's not going to start any uh, wars, um, but I, I, you know, it's cute, and I think it's. I think this definitely ties in with uh, Chick Fil A's messaging. Yeah. Um, you know, I feel like Chick Fil A is definitely a real wholesome brand. Um, you know, we kind of they 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 like to kind of stay in that lane, and I feel like they've done a really good job with the spot. Um, it reminds me of something like them or like Chipotle or someone would put out something like this. You know, around the holiday time, you kind of. I get something like that. But, um, you know, in terms of craft and whatnot, I thought the animation did look really good. Um, And there were a lot of those clever little things like, you know, the lost time, time that flies, tick and talk, the little cats that lead her into the the grandfather clock. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a lot of cool little uh, cool little details like that that I think make it worth watching. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, no, I mean, it's it's fun, interesting. And, you know, I love to get together during the holidays but and again i'm i'm gonna make the same statement that i did last time again let's see the uh let's see those cuts those 30 30 30 15 and six seconds all right right. cool this one i think would be even harder admittedly to do that uh to to cut down um because it it really is like a story Mm -hmm. i would say it's really like a full narrative there um but I mean, but yeah, it's fun if you, you know, if you, if you see this bouncing around on social or mm-hmm. you, know, you happen to be on the Chick-fil-A website this uh, holiday season, mm-hmm. it, give it a, give it a, a watch. It, uh, it definitely, a lot of the magic comes from building that world in the time shop, like building that definitely. scene. And yeah, if you had to cut a lot of that out, it would, it would lose a little bit of it. Cause that's where a lot of that feeling and that charm comes from. Um, and to that same point, I forgot to mention another one of the just cool elements is inside the shop, there's also snow globes. And the snow globes are like snapshots of families that are spending time together. And at the end, yeah. uh, you get the snapshot of the family building a snowman, which was the whole goal of Sam throughout this entire ad that ends up on the shelf next to all the other ones, which was also another just cute little tie in. Um, and it looks like Chick-fil-A did their research on this one. I'm I'm looking through this ad week article and and they said that they to make sure the idea of together time would resonate with the audience they commissioned a national survey about the subject before launching the campaign uh which sounds so chick-fil-a to me like you're yeah. saying about playing it safe like they're like yeah, all right, right we're gonna talk about together time which we don't think is pretty is is offensive at all let's make sure and ask everyone Do people really like to spend time together like yeah. we, we need to double check this but it says when we asked what matters most the resounding response was time uh, that came from Chick-fil-A senior marketing director. But I just, mm-hmm. I found that so funny. I mean, I, good for them for doing their research and actually finding a clear strategy to build this off of and not just taking a guess. Um, mm-hmm. Definitely. And, and if you go on the Chick-fil-A, yeah, if you go on the Chick-fil-A website to check it out too, um, you actually do see uh, 
it, it gives the insight like right at the top of the video it says like three quarters of people would rather get spend time with their family than get presents mm -hmm. from them essentially and that's like the inside they literally like put it, it right, right at the top and then it's like <laughs> that's why we made this at <laughs> but but it's it's it is a good insight and i don't know it, i think it's true for me i i usually like you know spend i feel like that time you get with people is always mm -hmm. a little bit more valuable especially i don't know i i feel like to us you know kind of going through this stage of life of you know, uh, graduating and kind of, at least for me, like, move. I mean, you know, you leave home and everything like that. Um, I think it makes the holidays a lot, feel a lot more special. Um, I know, I know it definitely, for me, like, getting to come home, seeing all my family, you know, it's only a couple times a year now. Yeah. Um, and it really makes that together time feel a lot mm -hmm. more resonant you know because it really does you know the years go by and uh you know it's uh and and yeah you don't you don't get that time back so mm -hmm. yeah yeah definitely cool all right and speaking of time uh ff los angeles an agency clearly out of los angeles is here to remind us that uh <laughs> we are running out of time when it comes to climate change um <laughs> perfect you. that was a great thank transition. you i'm, I'm channeling trent <laughs> because i have to always not there you go um, good, I thought good. that was a good one. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, FF of time. Now we're running, we're out, running of out of it. it. So enjoy <laughs> that together time while you can. <laughs> um, so this agency FF Los Angeles oh, is working with Fridays for the Future, which are the weekly climate strikes by school children that was started by Greta Thunberg. Um, and they created these like retro posters that would be based, that would be like used to hang in train stations or airports that you would see typically, they're talking about the timeline of like the 1920s and 1930s, um, that would be encouraging you to visit tourist places. Uh, and they created four of them, one for Zermatt, one for California, one for Venice, and one for Queensland. Uh, however, instead of showing the beautiful surroundings of these areas that we know and love today, they're depicting what this place might look like after the effects of climate change. Uh, they've got a line on them that says, you don't believe in global warming, how about local warming? Uh, because it's trying to visualize the effects of climate change in those local areas. And I, I like that from a sense that it's it's sometimes hard when you hear global warming to to see what that means for the globe as a whole, or you can you can do this, the, the sort of argument of, well, it won't happen here. It won't affect us that much. It might affect California, you know, whatever, whatever you want to do, it gives you the, yeah. the ability to make an excuse. And these try to, to hint at that a little bit and, and take that excuse away. So in the Zermatt, when you see people skiing on uh, a patch of snow, the, the snow is clearly <laughs> melted away from the mountain and there's just a little patch of snow that they're skiing on. Um, and it's it's a striking image to see that they're clearly trying to enjoy themselves, but obviously not. Uh, then you just get the California one, which is straight up California on fire. Um, <laughs> sorry, California. Yeah, that one, yeah, just that, that one is, is straight well, flames. So. Like <laughs> it's a beautiful beach, and everything is on fire. <laughs> uh, and then again, co covering that same theme, we see Venice underwater. Um, which is is very prominent right now as we as as they've been struggling with floods throughout the past year throughout the past season uh seeing venice mm -hmm. underwater not completely but clearly the floodwaters have made it impossible to enjoy the sights and, and the beautiful architecture and, and art of the city 
and then finally the last one is queensland and it's a depiction of the great barrier reef completely dead uh all of the coral is whitewashed there's one fish that you can see so just pretty much the life has been sucked out of this image and they're powerful when you see these in my opinion um they're done like again in that style that makes them look intriguing and and also makes them look like there's something you'd really want to to look at you know like so they don't they're not like striking in the sense of like you right away notice that something's wrong in the photo like at first glance Mm -hmm. it might look like a real tourist photo that's trying to advertise this spot but when you actually take a look at the uh image that they've created you you clearly see that obviously something is wrong uh, and, and I really like that part about these. Cole, what do you think? Mm-hmm. No, definitely. I think, um, the, yeah, it's, you, you kind of summed it up in a cool way there. I think in the sense that it is, it's visually like stimulating, but not in your face. Yeah. Um, and I don't know, personally, I, I really like these kind of vintage mm-hmm. travel, uh, you know, uh, posters. I feel like that's kind of been a, a thing recently. You know, they, I know they did some star Wars ones a little while back, um, among others, um, like, you know, visit, you know, Hoth or whatever, mm-hmm. whatever it yeah. is. Um, and these kind of capture that I think in a cool way, but again, kind of juxtaposing that with the, you know, California's on fire, um, you know, or, uh, yeah, Venice is underwater. And I think that it really does, uh, kind of capture the the issue in kind of a striking way and i i think i really actually like their tagline quite a bit don't uh you don't believe in global warming how about local warming and it really uh kind of takes you to task to think about what sort of effect will this have in the place that i live or the places that i enjoy going mm-hmm. um you know how could that change um because i feel like so much of what the you know the climate change sort of movement is trying to do is trying to show people that you know, this will affect your, your daily life, you know, this will, um, you know, have an impact on, on you and your family. Um, because, you know, often the effects of climate change or something like that aren't as pronounced, especially in, uh, you know, wealthier countries as well. So Mm. I feel like this puts that in a good context of, you know, vacation, uh, tourism, things like that, um, in a really cool visual Mm. style, but also, kind of makes you think a little bit more about what sort of effect yeah. that will have on, on you. I would love it. You know, and I don't know, I just always think of too, you know, seeing like Venice underwater yeah. or something like that. You know, you think about what happened when uh, the Notre, Notre Dame mm-hmm. uh, caught on fire, you know, and those images of the church just burning this ancient church. And then like so quickly, you know, uh, people committed billions of dollars Mm -hmm. to saving it, you know? And so I feel like having those kind of striking images really does help to get people's attention. Yeah, most definitely. I would love these (laughs) to be on t-shirts. I would buy all of them. (laughs) Like like, that would, that would actually be very cool. They're really compelling to look at. Like you said, they're visually stimulating, um, which I think was a more concise way of putting it than I had said. But that is, I think the draw of them is they do draw you in because of their style and because of the the cool visual style um before you notice that something is wrong uh which is awesome and i think one other thing i'd like to point out is that these were done pro bono which just makes me happy i'm i'm proud of the agency for doing that um 
and and just contributing to the cause because it's something I'm assuming they believe in. Otherwise, I can't imagine why they would have done it pro bono. So shout out to FF Los Angeles <laughs> for taking the time and using the talent that they could to to make these a reality. Mm-hmm. No, definitely cool ads. Yeah. Cool ads. All right, I don't have any fancy transition to the next one. Um, yeah, I, bl- I blew it when I talked about Star Wars posters <laughs> earlier on in the conversation. But remember when I was talking about Star Wars posters? Uh... We're going to talk about Star Wars posters. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Um, so Star Wars, well, uh, Disney, you know, that parent company that controls everything. Um, <laughs> Disney commissioned some illustrators, some artists to design posters for the new Star Wars film. Uh, that they were going to launch on social, which is exactly what they did. Um, And they allowed the artists to use their own visual style, their own interpretation. Obviously, I'm sure they had some limitations, but they really let them do what they wanted with these posters in order to, um, to create some really compelling artwork for the new film. Uh, So I'll try and describe them. One of them is, uh, Kylo Ren and Rey striking down a Darth Vader as he shatters. Another one is uh, Kylo and Rey facing off as the on this like little patch of like red and gr- and blue uh, ground, but it's like it's like, it's almost like it had been pa- painted by the Millennium Falcon that's now like taking off above them. That one's really hard to describe. You would have to look at it because it might be my favorite one. It's really interesting. Um, Ooh, yeah, it but is I don't really know exactly cool. how to describe <laughs> how to describe that. And then another one is <laughs> is um, a depiction of like star destroyers and Tie fighters coming at you with the outlines of Kylo and Rey about to face off. Which I think that outline is actually from the official movie poster or one of them that I saw. I was at Disneyland. Was it last weekend? Last weekend, and I saw something that looked like that. Um, and these are just a few. These are the ones that are featured in this article. There were, I believe, 12, 11 or 12 that were uh, that are actually being used right now and, and put across social. But I just love these sorts of campaigns. I think it's a great use of social to be able to allow the artists to use their own style. Uh, and again, when you do that, it it creates some very compelling posters that you might not have gotten from your internal team or from your agency because you're giving the creative freedom to these artists. Um, and so I really like these in that sense. I think they're, they're really compelling to look at. And, and each of these artists clearly had their very unique style and their own interpretation of how they wanted this to look. Uh, you know, some of them are more detailed. Others look more realistic. Um, others are more, illustration heavy and they look more like they've been drawn together um all of them playing with white red and blue as their color palette uh so i've seen thus far um and so in terms of a campaign it's to me obviously it's it's kind of loose because it's it's just the the artist taking their own interpretation of these pieces uh, but at the same time, I love using stuff like this on social media. I think it's a great use of the platforms and a great way to incorporate fans of the series into the creative process to launch this film. On to you, Cole. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
<laughs> well, dang, how do I follow that? Um, <laughs> that's good. Um, but I, I definitely agree with what you're saying in the sense that I love these campaigns where they're able to, you know, let the artists kind of have their way with the, you know, kind of the source material and kind of interpret it in their own way. Um, I think it's like a great use of, you know, kind of user generated content. And it also like mm -hmm. ups your brand cred, you know, you're having you know, these really cool artists that are thinking about your brand in different ways and people are, you know, thinking about it differently and, um, you know, presenting like a cool new visual style. And I think, um, I don't know, I think, I think it's, I, I think those are some of the, the coolest interpretations of those things. Um, I know, uh, there was one series that, uh, went on for Game of Thrones. It was this series of posters called Beautiful mm. Death posters and for each episode what they would do is they would essentially like highlight the biggest death that had happened in that episode uh through this uh really cool visually designed poster if you want to check them out beautifuldeath.com um and it, it just kind of interprets it and combines elements of the episode and then put, gives like a quote basically at the bottom. But they're each uh designed kind of differently and by in a theme that's completely separate from uh, Game of Thrones or anything else that HBO puts out. Um, and so I think that it was kind of yeah. a cool interpretation of it um, and fun to be able to see like an artist's mm -hmm. interpretation of it um, just because, you know, you're going to get a different, yeah. uh, different sort of feel. And there. so they worked with, so, uh, oh, yeah. do you have something else I, to say? Oh, I was just going to say they oh, worked no, with no. the design agency Poster Posse, which represents more than 40 different artists. And that's where they sort of commissioned uh, some of these posters from it says so far nine have been shared online each receiving hundreds of thousands of likes wonderful um and <laughs> one other thing i would like to point out to disney's credit is it looks like they do a great job of of giving credit to the artists for each of these uh on the social posts that, that they, they were all posted on the star wars account um and the the caption for each of them is check out this new poster inspired by star wars the rise of skywalker art by and then they list the at of the artist and then see film in theaters in however many days uh so it looks like they see film in theaters december 20th they're see film in theaters in nine days um and so they did a great job of making sure that all of the artists that they they used were credited and i appreciate them for doing that mm -hmm. i always wonder i mean like this I mean, uh, as we all know, like the holiday season has practically become Star Wars season <laughs> since Disney bought yeah. them. And it's just like, I, I cannot imagine the amount of money and like time and how many people were behind like the media push and just all of the advertising, all the partnerships that went into the last few months. Because I don't know about you guys, but I've seen Star Wars stuff freaking yeah. everywhere yeah. and well, it's like it feels like every brand is doing a tie-in i know we talked about that last week as well um brands doing star wars mm -hmm. tie-ins um but it's definitely uh they definitely do a good job of making yeah. you aware well, and cole you sent me that that other article that we uh that we almost discussed that was just a list of like all of the different mm -hmm. ways that people have tapped into star wars and it's it's a list of I'll read them off to you: United Airlines, General Electric, Samsung, Porsche, General Mills, Coca Cola, eBay, Bose, Oculus, uh, and that's just to name a few that are on here, all partnering with Star Wars. Like all of these other brands, like yeah. 
incorporating the Star Wars name into advertising that they've made this season. Like that is a massive undertaking. Like that is, it is absurd how many brands yeah. are trying to get in on this cultural moment. And, and I mean, a, a testament to how big again, Disney is like that says it <laughs> like, you know, and that's just, mm-hmm. they also have the Avengers and everything else. And it, it, it blows my mind how big they are, but that is the amount of cultural capital that they have, which is absurd yeah i believe on on thursday night and that's when i saw the movie as well it it was one of the biggest thursday openings again that's ever happened and this will probably be disney's seventh billion dollar movie of the year it's absurd (laughs) seventh (laughs) all right whatever moral of the story disney rules everything including salad disney if you want to buy us maybe we'll be open to it all yeah. All roads end at Disney. Salad brought to you by Disney. <laughs> exactly. Just wait. It's rise of salad. <laughs> all right. Uh, that's all we've got for you guys today. Uh, thanks for listening. We'll, we, we clearly missed Trent. Um, he'll be back with us next week, hopefully. Mm-hmm. And um, yes. I'll let Cole sign it off. All right. You have an ad-tastic week. A Merry Christmas, and if we don't talk to you before then, a Happy New Year. Perfect. Uh, This is Salad signing off for 2019, unless we're not. (laughs) Boom.